Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Everyone, welcome to this episode of Idleman Unplugged. Uh, we've got an important topic in front of us today, and I want to just lay the groundwork. Um, this topic, you know, is is highly controversial. It is um, people can get really nasty about it. So I want to say up front that um, I really appreciate these men who I'm going to feature here on this video, appreciate their ministry. Um, I would have them speak at my church. I follow their ministry. I, I use the John MacArthur study Bible often. But, um, you know, I think it's okay to challenge some things because, you know, if someone's building a whole platform or a whole conference on something that we don't agree with, but yet we're not supposed to challenge them, that, that makes no sense. It reminds me kind of, of, uh, like the liberal left, you know, again, this, I'm not comparing the two at all whatsoever, not even close, but the thought is, let me say what I want to say. And I don't want any pushback. Um, because people say, Shane, why are you talking about this? Aren't you causing division? Well, if somebody, I would say, well, they started, I mean, a whole conference around the gift ceasing, you know, but some of the things that they have to say are very um, edifying and needed for sure. And so what I'm going to attempt to do is play the trailer and then maybe, uh, you know, unpack this topic a little bit. Um, and I want to I've got some notes here. I don't know if you can. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see them. I got I'm going to go live here a little bit on Instagram and Facebook on a different topic. We're doing a corporate wide fast. Uh, and I want to get, I'm going to go live on that, um, in a little bit. So I'll have to cut this, hopefully not short. So anyway, let's go with this. Um, here's the trailer to, um, I guess it would be, um, yeah, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, the trailer tour to this new, um, conference is coming up. And trying to see, I had it just a minute ago, so bear with me here. There we go. It's hiding in the corner. All right. So it's conference coming up in my area. Um, and you know, I obviously won't be able to attend it, um, because, um, you know, it's just, it's a couple of days worth and I've already got my thoughts on a lot of it. So anyway, let's, let's listen to this and get right into it. The church today is infected with the influences of the charismatic movement. They seek feelings, blessings, experiences, healings, and not Christ. Charismatic theology has affected so much of our theology in ways that we don't often recognize. It teaches people to be searching for a miracle. And I tried for years to speak in tongues. Yes, the man says it's weird, but the spirit says, hello, this is awesome. To look away from the Bible for a fresh word. They don't have a single prophet who has been 100% accurate. Your doctrine of cessation is an error. It's an error. I have incentive to say it's an error. 25 million number one is Pentecostals that deny the Trinity. 
90% of them believe the prosperity gospel that Jesus wants to make you rich and healthy. I think you got the idea here. I don't want to stop it so many times. Um, and again, I, I want to clarify this. You know, there's some valid points that must be discussed. And a lot of people, um, let me just tell you up front, I think this is the, if you ever heard the phrase throwing the baby out with the bathwater, this is exactly um, what can happen if we're not careful. For example, you can listen to Paul Washer talk about uh, the fact that he's not a sensationist. Sensationism means the gifts, the, actually I should say the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. Healing tongues, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, those types of things. And, you know, what about Sam Storms, um, uh, John Piper, um, you know, I can just go down the list, Wayne Grudem. Now, here's an interesting one. Many of you don't know this, but John MacArthur about 20 years ago or more recommended his top 10 books, and I, I ordered most of them. One of them was um, Preaching and Preachers by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. Love the book, read it about three times now, listened to his whole series on this. He actually has a last chapter. His last chapter is about the, the Spirit's power, the, the dunamis power, the anointing, the unction. And he actually made a case for the gifts of the Holy Spirit still operating today. And he made a statement that said, look at 1 Corinthians, you know, 12, 13, 14. He, and don't get mad at me. This is what he said. Dead children don't need rules. Living children do. So in a living, vibrant church that's going to be operating in the gifts of the Spirit, not perfectly, they're going to need these boundaries. Churches that aren't don't need those boundaries. So again, don't want to cause, my point is not to cause division because, you, you know, people have already made, made their, their mind made up. You've got people on the far end of this, uh, continuationists, you know, they, they've already made their mind up and then sensationists where none of this is happening anymore. What I'm trying to do is reach this middle ground, even have, have my kids listen to this because it is a very important topic because what you believe does, um, affect, you know, how you live and what you, you know, what you, um, um, what you, what, what, what the direction of your ministry is, uh, how you minister to people. Uh, for example, let's say, you know, hyper Calvinist, um, would probably, you know, it's not, not a lot of urgency in the preaching, definitely not altar calls, you know, God calls those he calls. And so that does affect their preaching. Armenianism, full extent of God really not knowing what he's going to, how you're going to choose, you know, that could really affect things uh, as well. So what we believe really affects things. And here's what, you know, a lot of things I'm just going to go through quickly and share a few things. I'm going to get right to the documentary, but these are important to set the stage. Paul said, and you can look all this up. I don't have time to go back and forth with scriptures. Paul said that, you know, that when that which is perfect comes, that which is in part will be done away with. And so a lot of people use that to say, hey, we've got the Bible now. That which is perfect has come. The problem I've always had with that, and I think D. Martin Lloyd-Jones pointed this out, brought it to my attention, is so if that's the case, then we actually see better than Paul now. Now, in some regards, you know, looking back 2000 years, you know, we have a better understanding of history and, and church history and things like that. But to say that we see better than Paul now and we can interpret, you know, God's word better, we can be led by the spirit better. I, I can't go there. Uh, number one, we don't see better than Paul. We still see through a glass dimly, you know, it's still, that's why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are supplement to our faith. They don't take 
uh, precedence over the word of God. They, they help us in our walk. And I'll, and I'll hopefully talk about that in a little bit if I go through a few of these, but I, I don't want to keep you. Um, but I think that is so important. And also there's no verse text. There's no verse or text in the Bible that would lead us to believe that they are no longer available. Nothing, absolutely nothing. One example I found that I was kind of caught me off guard was, um, uh, Paul, when, you know, Paul said, you know, if anyone who speaks in a tongue, he edifies them that himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. So they said, well, anyone who speaks in tongues, they're just edifying themselves. They're just building themselves up. Um, but the one who prophesies will edify the church. Well, the context of that verse doesn't, doesn't suggest that whatsoever. That's building a straw man. And then, you know, it, it, it doesn't work to me. It's, it's contrasting. If you speak in tongues, you're going to edify yourself because the spirit of God is speaking, you know, through you, giving you this, this language that I believe is, is known in other, other tongues. That's clear in the book of Acts and it's edifying yourself. It's, it's pointless in the church unless you, of course, have an interpretation and people are going to walk in, think you're out of your mind. And so, but he who prophesies will bless the whole church. So I just think there's no, way around this uh, topic uh, to, to say that the Bible, you know, is it does not say that all these supernatural gifts will cease. There's three chapters talking about it. Also, a lot of people in the cessationist camp, you know, they quote George Whitfield, they quote, you know, uh, they probably won't quote Wesley because he wasn't a Calvinist, but they'll quote uh, Jonathan Edwards. And yet, yet they fail to talk about the revival oddities that happened under their ministry. Hello, we can't have this both ways, folks. Um, not only that, you'll notice often that uh, this group, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put down this group because I respect this group. Mentors of mine are in this group. Uh, but, you know, I think if you're going to put out a conference, charge $300, who knows? I mean, how much does this conference cost? You know, let's, let's spend three days talking about how the Holy Spirit doesn't move anymore in the supernatural you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, um, so the oddities under their ministry that happened during these seasons of revival, uh, and this group, you won't, you won't see them talk a lot about, see, it's all connected. The supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's not just that. It's why there's not a lot of talk about fasting, going deep and fasting and, and searching your heart and seeking the heart of God and calling down heaven and rend the heavens. Oh God. And uh, let's have an all night prayer meeting. Let's, you won't see that the full altar, full altar. People are, are crying out to God and pleading and worshiping. Oh, that's emotionalism. You know, we can, we can't, we shouldn't really do that. So see, it's not just the supernatural gifts. It's, it's really the whole outworking of the Holy Spirit that, that is being challenged. So anyway, let me, let me try to just comment on a few things that might be helpful. Um, as you know, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of detail on this, just right to the point. The church today is infected with the influences of the charismatic movement. True. They seek True. the bad elements of the charismatic. Well, we should clarify charismatic. I know you're probably saying, play it, play it, play it, because that's what I do when I watch these guys stop the video. Um, play it, play it. But char charismatic just comes from the word charisma, which means bestowing spiritual gifts. So I don't know if that's a bad term. Now, what you do with that term is up to you. And what happens, it's like, oh, look how they abuse the gifts. Well, the Mormons abuse the Bible and the Jehovah Witness abuse it through their watchtower. Why are we throwing out the Bible? You see, you see here, you, you, 
you're using weird people on YouTube to discredit the miraculous moving of the Holy Spirit in the lives of countless others. And I, I think that's just, just dangerous. And so I guess I'll, I'll tell you right up front, my thought and 23 years later now, coming back to the Lord, talking to a lot of different groups, a lot of different churches, I've, I've spoken at different events. Those who have not experienced it, and for some reason they think it's um, it's more emotional and they haven't experienced it. Well, obviously these people are more spiritually spiritual than me. So pride gets in there and like, no, no, it's not for today. You know, I haven't experienced it. Now, as Lloyd Jones says again in that book, I believe uh, we don't interpret scripture based on our experiences, but we can interpret our experiences based on the scripture. So Paul lays it out. Oh, man, this is happening. The New Testament is happening to me too. This, oh, the tongues, the discernment, the word of wisdom, and so uh, I, maybe a different podcast. I'll go through uh, the different gifts, but there's so many examples. Let me say, let me just give you two real quick. The word of uh, a, a prophetic word, you know, can be dangerous. I got it. Not everyone's on all the time. Okay, I got it. You know, we and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I remember there was a, a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago now. Um, I was I had to give a hard message to the congregation. I'm like, Lord, I, I can't do this because I don't know if it's you or anger, and I, I can't I can't go up there and do this. So I'm back in the back praying. We had early morning worship. We still do six seven years later, um, where we meet at six in the morning, just put on worship, and it's it's emotional and it, it's a good emotion. So anyway, this this older lady, I'll never forget Marilyn. She got up off the, she was at the altar, got up, walked around. And she goes, pastor, I just want to tell you that God put this on my heart, that he wants you to say everything that is on your heart. Do not hold back a word. And she went back. Coincidence? No. You see, I can't turn, turn to John chapter 15 and, and figure that one out. The God, God's word is our guiding book. It's our principles we live by. But sometimes I need a little help. I need a little Holy Spirit. I need some help here because I trust you. I don't trust me. I don't trust what's going on inside of my head here all the time. So anyway, let's uh, let's keep going. Feelings, blessings, experiences, healings, and not Christ. Charismatic theology has affected so much of our theology in ways that we don't See, often again, recognize. Charismatic theology. Why are you throwing everyone in the same camp? I mean, why? You know, Shane Eidelman is the same as this weird guy on YouTube. I mean, that's just—it's just wrong. I think people to be searching for a miracle. <laughs> Now, I tried for years to speak in tongues. Okay. Yes, the man says it's weird, but the okay. spirit says, hello, tried for this years is awesome. That doesn't mean that the tongues aren't for today, because unless I'm you know, not interpreting this correctly, Paul said, are, are all given the gift of tongues? Are all given the gift of healing? Are all given this gift? I mean, the, that's, a, that's a rhetorical question that means, no, not everyone is given these gifts. So just because you're trying... Also, how many people try and like, no, no, this isn't for me. I don't know about this. And unbelief, you, you have unbelief. You're not going to see the power of God in your life whatsoever. I would say, Lord, I, I want to stay solid biblical doctrine. I love your word. I love your truth. But God, would you show me, show me if these miraculous gifts are for us today? And if so I want to be open to that. And I often wonder how many people, if we could ask, ask these people, how many of them would be embarrassed to be in that upper room 2000 years ago? I'll just 
leave it at that because I, I think we all know the answer. Most of them would. Oh, look away also from want to the, the guy speaking for in tongues. Um, two things. You know, you, you're not going to do it in public uh, often without the interpretation. And what, when people do that and say, oh, false prophet, this isn't real. What you should be saying is they're immature in their faith. They need to read First Corinthians. They need to understand how to use the gift wisely. I mean, we, 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 when people don't walk their walk out perfectly, we begin to point fingers at them instead of help educate them. So, and it's not, it's not impossible to, to be speaking in tongues and, and this Holy Spirit and you're being edifying yourself and the Holy Spirit is just, just drawing you in closer to God. You come out a better father, a better husband. And then you can also talk in your own language. Now, is this, Weird to, to consider for me. Yeah. I mean, wow. But you know, God put the sun 93 million miles away and we feel the heat. And you know, there's a lot of other things that, that I, I don't quite understand. So I'm not real caught off guard by tongues, even though I come from a conservative background. I don't get too emotional. My dad was from the farms of Oklahoma. You know, boy, you don't, you don't cry. And, uh, you know, just so I got it, but you know, I can't ignore what the scripture teaches. So let's listen a little bit more. Fresh word. They don't have a single prophet who has been 100% accurate. Well, let's You're listen not- to this guy, though, real quick. He, he interrupted uh, John MacArthur's service a while back. He said the cessation is an error. It's an error. So, Phil Johnson, the beginning here. Again, I love these guys. I really do. I don't, I don't wish I didn't have to make videos like this. But, you know, I've been praying on this for a while, um, not just on the conference, but, uh, you know, on this topic. And I just, you know, I have confirmation and conviction to do it. So anyway, Phil, what Phil's saying is um, these they're prophets. Well, a couple of whoever these prophets are, you know, big name names, you know, I, I rarely follow them. I don't look to them, um, you know, so that to say that that. You know, that discounts all the prophetic giftings that I know that those who operate in that gift, um, is, is, is a little, um, disingenuous, I believe. But again, they've never experienced it. They see all these guys on TV. So I don't blame them. I, I mean, I would probably be feeling the same way. So, um, all their prophets have been wrong. So without me naming names, um, here's what happens. And here's why, oh, you can't prophesy. You know, the Old Testament, you'd have to be stoned to death. You know, they have to kill the prophets and, and rightly so, because what would happen is the false pro, see, here's the difference. These were false prophets saying peace, peace when there's no peace. Hey, God loves you just the way you are. Don't repent. And Jeremiah would come on the scene and say, repent. So these are false prophets. A lot different than, than, than somebody saying, Hey, I believe the Lord has put this on my heart and uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, and that's a lot different than a false prophet. That's a false, that's a, that's a prophecy that didn't come true because that might have been of your own internal workings. It, that's a lot different from a false prophet who is destined to hell. And as Jude says, you know, they're just, they're just, uh, beasts and, and wild animals. So, um, let's, let's give a few examples. Uh, the Trump is going to win 2020. You know, all these voices were saying this and that. Um, and we've found out, you know, well, they're, well, hey, let's see what happens in 2024, right? They're probably going to say, oh, see, we were right. We we're just off ones. <laughs> so anyway, here's how this works, guys. Just so you know, again, those caught in the middle. I know uh, con- sensationists are going to not like my video. Um, and actually, you can see um, 
it says 10 years ago, Strange Fire Conference. I was at the Strange Fire Conference 10 years ago and had to just walk out and I left. And I did a video, a pastor responds to John MacArthur's Strange Fire Conference. A pastor responds to John MacArthur's Strange Fire Conference on YouTube, well over 100,000 views. And the vitriol that I received from the sensationist was alarming, really was, you know, just calling me all kinds of names. So, man, guys, come on. You know, one part of being a Christian is having healthy dialogue. So anyway, don't want to get off track here. Prophets. So here's what happens. And I've seen it all the time. Somebody, you have to remember with the gifts, it's not you turn on a switch. Okay, I have a gift of healing. I'm going to the hospital. I've got a gift of, of prophecy. I'm just going to prophesy. The gift of healing or prophecy or whatever it is, except I believe tongues. I believe tongues is, 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 is something you can operate at your will because it's given to you to edify yourself with God. So that's a lot different. So somebody with the gift of healings probably, you know, weeks could go by or months and God begins to, okay, I'm going to work through this vessel. I'm going to give this vessel my gift of healing so they can reach out and, and pray for this person. That's the gift of healing. It's not going to hospital and doing whatever you want, commanding this. And I think more people could go to the hospital and say, Lord, I hope you use me today. I'm going to go to retired assisted living homes. I want to go to the hospital and I want you to use me Lord. And you don't see it. You don't see the millions of lives being changed by this gift. Um, and, and what you do, same thing with um, prophecy. It's a gift that, that comes upon someone. I remember uh, what is uh, Ravenhill, David Ravenhill. Um, I reached out to him a few times, talked to him over the years. I think it was him or his dad taught, t- talked about a story where this missionary was having dinner and, and, and this young girl was there about 20 and God just kept prompting him to tell her, tell her, I hate mommy and daddies. And the guy's like, that's not of God, Lord, that's, that is not of you. That's, that's the devil planting seeds or my own thoughts. And he just couldn't, he couldn't get away from it. So towards, I think it was the end of dinner. He said, Hey, I don't, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I feel like God wants me to tell you, God hates mommies and daddies. And she broke down, I believe slid on the floor and had a, 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 a incredible experience with God because her uncle used to abuse her and say, let's play mommies and daddies. That is the genuine prophetic gifting. And I'm sad for those who are not open to this. I think we need to be open, but cautious. You know, I get things quite, quite often as a pastor and, uh, you know, 90% of the time. Yeah. You know, whatever. But again, I want trying to get to this. There's so much. When Phil said that, Phil Johnson uh, we actually have a radio network here in Los Angeles County, the WCF, WCF Westside Christian Fellowship, WCF Radio Network. And uh, we aired John MacArthur's, you know, one minute spots. And so, you know, appreciate these guys. I don't have it against them, but, you know, I think this demands a response. So a prophetic, somebody gives, and this is why I don't, I don't, I've never said, thus saith the Lord. I'm very careful in this area. Um, but I think that you have to remember even Spurgeon called out a man who stole some gloves in his, in his front row there. God gave him a prophetic word. So why, why don't you guys talk about that? It, it, you know, we, it, and, and I think these people on YouTube that do weird things, it, it kind of polarizes us. And so we, we go to the other extreme um, and come up with some things that maybe we haven't thought through. So a, a per- person with a prophetic word, God's working in them. They give a prophetic word, man, it blesses someone in their congregation. They hit it. They, they're, they're, they nail it. And instead of staying humble and broken and teachable and careful, they think I'm God's man or I'm God's woman. Whatever thought, not whatever, but you know, 
Whatever thoughts are coming in, okay, I think, all right, I'm going to go tell that person this one. I'm going to, I'm going to go tell that person this one. And, and they start, they forget that it was God who began to use them. And they, they just kind of, you know, a good idea isn't always a God idea. And I've had people miss it. I can think of six different things right now that were pretty, you know, pretty big where people missed it, completely missed it. However, they're very solid, very, um, and, and they don't say, you know, God said, um, actually, the, those people who say God told me to tell you this, yeah, I, I am careful with that. But you know, they, they they just they don't get it right all the time. Now, that doesn't mean they're a false prophet. That doesn't mean the gift of prophecy isn't for us today. What that means is God still works through fallen individuals. And in that, what I what you have to do, you have to pray on something like this. If God puts it on your heart, you have to pray on it. You have to, um, Lord, is this you? I want confirmation. God, please. I, and, and I would not say the God says, because even when you're, even when you're telling the person what you believe God has put on your heart, you, you sometimes might add a little hamburger, hamburger helper. And it's not exactly word for word. You kind of, I've had people tell me things that were so dead on. I'm like, that's only God. Um, maybe you can find it on YouTube. I might have to, maybe I'll put it in the description if I remember. Um, but, um, a, a man by, um, Mario Murillo, and I think it was 2003, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Check this out in this big, in this big church event. Well, no, probably about 300 people. So I'm sitting a couple rows back. I'm in construction, right? I'm digging ditches. I'm working my tail off. Um, and I came back to the Lord about three years prior and God is stirring. I mean, I'm just in the word man for hour to a day and Jeremiah, his word is in my heart, like a burning fire. And I'm just for months, just processing this. I'm feeling, I'm feeling this call to preach. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm, I'm shy. I, I, this is incredible. And you can, my wife can verify this. I went to her and I said, man, what God is doing, what God is doing Maybe I'll put that in the description of this YouTube uh, rumble too. What God is doing, this seems so, people are going to think I'm arrogant because, you know, the boldness is often confused with arrogance with, without a shadow of a doubt. And so I, I, I don't know if this is God. I, I mean, this is going to be my, what he, the calling he's given me is going to be, um, it's going to come across pretty arrogant. So I think it was a couple of days later, went to this and I was the only person he said, young man, would you stand up? And he said, God is, 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 wants to share with you that it's not arrogance. It's boldness. It's God. You've got, there's a shell you've got to break out of. And once you break out of that shell, you're going to help a lot of people. And that shell was, I was a people pleaser. I didn't want to talk like that because I'm going to upset people. And so that was just, that was life changing. I wrote down my Bible. I still go back to that to, to today, remembering what God called me to. So see, that's, you know, that's a prophetic now has, uh, do these people always get it right? No, that's why there's a test. Let me confirm it with scripture. Let me wait upon the Lord. And these persons should be waiting on the Lord and humble. So anyway, these well-known prophets that you have. And on that note, uh, Mario Murillo came out recently and called out a lot of them out. Dr. Michael Brown has done it before. And I, and, and I think that's so important. But a lot of these, they get it right. They get it right. They get it right. They get it. They get a name built for themselves. They go on this program. They go on the Christian radio, whatever, and this, this TV station and they get it right kind of. And they're pretty charismatic and and, you know, people are following them, 100,000 followers. And then 
you know, pride comes in and they start to just, you know, share their heart and, you know, um, and, and say things that are not unbiblical. So that's, that, that, that's pretty normal, but that doesn't mean we, we, we don't, we acknowledge the gift of prophecy. I'm not going to look at God's perfect word and his gift of prophecy. I'm not going to filter that through imperfect people. I'm going to filter imperfect people through God's word. And, you know, you don't, you don't put, you don't move somewhere just because somebody tells you to move somewhere. You don't marry somebody. Just these are all supplemental to the gospel. Oh, and this guy who left. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me see if I can rewind that. That was, it was pretty interesting. So let's, let's try this. Percent accurate. You know, believe it or not, I'm not going to be one to criticize that guy because um, now disrupting the service was that the right way to do about it? Go about it? Um, probably not. Could I do that? Absolutely not. Um, but to say, look, this is a false prophet. No, 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 sir. That's not a false prophet at all whatsoever. Now, I guess later on, he, you know, he talked to the security and I think the police came. And so, you know, I don't know what to do with that. I just wouldn't say, oh, that's a false prophet. Look at that. You know, because those who God called were pretty interesting. I mean, look at what Ezekiel did. How many prophets ran around without their clothes on, you know, some of their clothes on or something. And I'm not, I'm not advocating that. I, I, I don't understand a lot of that, but um, usually a prophetic voice uh, like uh, Tozer said this before, a prophetic voice is is kind of harsh. It's like a drill sergeant. God has his drill sergeants, and then he's got his loving, quiet teacher pastors, and he's got you know, and and that that type of prophetic voice is like a Jeremiah. His word, when his word is in your heart like a burning fire, it's pretty hard to be nice and meek and you know. Uh, loving all the time. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna ruffle feathers. You've got the zeal, zeal for his house has consumed you. And so anyway, I, I don't, I thought it was pretty interesting. How do you know? Let's just leave. How do you know that God did not want him to go and tell MacArthur that? Now, not the right way. John's not going to be open to that whatsoever. I don't know if I would. I've had people disrupt the service as well. And, you know, usually when that happens, um, it's, it's, you know, that could have been more him. So see, you have a good idea, but is it a God idea? Because let's, let's just say, let's just be, let me, let me just be hypothetical here. Let's say, I mean, you know, one or the other is true. Either continuationism, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit have continued is true. Or sensationism is true. They cease with the early church. We don't we don't longer need them. Okay, and let's say that we still need them, and they still are in act. They still are active in the church today. So what that guy said is actually correct. That is correct. That's a dangerous doctrine to say that the works of the Holy Spirit today and attributing those to Satan. That's a very dangerous doctrine. If the gifts are supernatural gifts are still for today. So let's keep going on. 25 million number one is Pentecostals that deny the Trinity. 90% of them believe the prosperity gospel that Jesus okay, wants to make you rich and healthy. I don't know where these numbers come from because all the Pentecostal just means they they're, they're, uh, they believe like uh, in the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell upon 
the upper room, 40 days, I believe, and uh, the day of Pentecost. So Pentecostal, we still believe in the gifts of the Spirit and the charismatic. And there's different circles and, and people do get weird in these movements. And, and, and because because there's not a, a, a boundary, remember D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, living children need rules, dead children don't. Because there's not a boundary and some pastors just let things go, um, it, it can, it, the manifestations are pretty unhealthy a lot of the times. However, However, think about this. Um, when God is moving, let's say God is moving. Let's say these supernatural gifts are for today. God's moving. Deliverance is taking place. People are actually being delivered from demons. Um, words of wisdom. Word of pro- you don't think the enemy is going to go after that? I think he's going to go after that more than anything else. That, that, the work of the Holy Spirit is the most important work in the church today. So the enemy is going to be going directly at that with all he has. So that's why you see legitimate gifts of the Holy Spirit mixed with, with these, these things they're showing that are just bizarre and weird. Um, and, and, and that, that's why, because, you know, the, the enemy's trying to, uh, pollute the good and God ordained with the false fire and charismatic hysteria. And also we have to remember a lot of times they'll play things like this. I'm not talking about pastors, just people in general. And they, um, they forget that maybe this person's a year old, um, or in the faith, you know, and I remember they, they, uh, I don't remember her name, maybe Jen Johnson or something where they mocked her about saying, you know, God's like a Holy Spirit's like a genie in a bottle. Or Jesus is or something like that. And um, yeah, not a good idea. Definitely needs to be corrected. But I hear some of the things my kids say. And I'm like, oh, no, guys, here's, you know, let me correct that. And thank God what my kids, are, you know, say aren't on YouTube for 150,000 people to see. I mean, guys, where's the grace? Where's the, okay, you knew in the faith. Here's what she meant. See, we, we don't err on the side of grace. We don't err on the side of grace. We don't try to reach out to people, see where they're coming from and help them. I don't have to agree with someone to still love them, to try to reach out, to try to pull them back. If anyone wanders from the truth, he who pulls him back will save a soul from death. It should be a heart of compassion. And then when we do say something, when we do have to come out and say something, it's through our tears and brokenness and humility, not this go get them spirit. And that's what I'm concerned about, honestly, uh, the way that, that this is done a lot of times. And of course, they'll say, well, they're false prophets and this and this guy, we need to rebuke them. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes for sure, but sometimes not. Uh, he mentioned uh, the Trinity showed a picture of T.D. Jakes on here. Um, and I, I, as far as I remember, he talked about, he does believe in the Trinity. And I think he expressed that years ago, but you know, of course people hold him to it. He said some really wonky things lately. Um, he, he was solid in the 1990s, you know, manpower conferences. His preaching was probably one of the best I've ever heard in the 1990s. Again, not endorsing folks. I'm just, I'm just talking truth. Just, just talking truth here, telling you about my personal experiences. And maybe, maybe at the end here, I'll tell you about my personal experience with some of these supernatural gifts. So anyway, let's pick up real quick. Uh, and so, you know, 90% of Pentecostals believe this. 90% of charismatics believe, you know, in the prosperity gospel. None that I know of at all. Now, there are absolutely, it's a bad teaching. It's infiltrated the church. Also, I want to talk about that briefly. So a lot of this, um, you know, they come out against like Benny Hinn, and if I watch some of his older videos and stuff, it's like, I, I'm, I'm with you. Hard to comprehend. But I recently heard, and Costi Hinn, I've reached out to him before too, maybe he could verify, 
you know, he, he repaired his marriage, he repent and he, he repented of a lot of what he did in the past. Now, if I were him, I would make that a hallmark of my ministry. Hey, here's what I learned. Like Jim Baker wrote his book and things. We, we try to err on the side of grace. But again, if, if somebody's continually teaching these false doctrines, then we have to absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, call them out. So let's see what else is said here. We'll get to the end in just a minute. That's in the trailer, but let me see how it ends. It was very interesting. Got a few minutes left. Join us for the cessation this conference. So anyway, I hope you guys. I don't know how many of you listened to the end here, but again, my heart is just um, to to truly unpack this topic uh, from my perspective and what I believe the Bible says. So, in a nutshell. At, uh, I chased everything the world had to offer. Um, I, I would, I would have been on, on this, this continuation, uh, or, uh, cessationist side for sure in my twenties. I would mock people, raise their hands, worshiping. That's for women. But it was okay for me to go out and get drunk and hammered and fights and, and party and go to Vegas, go to Laughlin and uh, go to Bakersfield, the bars of Bakersfield, the country bars of Bakersfield and, and tear up the town, right? Well, that was cool, but these guys are a little crazy. So anyway, I, I worked a 24 hour fitness, worked my way up, became a district manager and oversaw about 150 employees, ran multiple locations. And man, I had a custom home in my twenties, lots of money. And then God began to spank me. If you've ever been spanked by God, you know what that means. Hey, prodigal son, it's time to come home. And he, he, he drove me to my knees. I remember the house. I remember the couch I was sitting on. I remember the wood table. And I just finally repented, fully surrendered my life and said, God, I give you everything. I'm tired of, of walking the, the, on the fence. I'm tired of not fully serving you. God, I'm try, tired of, of, you know, hiding my Christianity. God, I give you everything in the tears. Oh, those tears, which is, I never forget those tears. Just cry, probably for at least an hour, just crying and weeping. And I open up the word of God and it comes alive. This is living. This is alive. This is food for my soul. Bye-bye country music. Uh, bye-bye Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, George Jones, Conway Twitty, you know, uh, dating myself a little bit. George Strait, who's still the goat. You know, and, 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 uh, put on country, uh, put on worship music and my just worshiping and, and, and everything's just coming alive. The boldness. I want to tell people that's actually why I had to leave 24 hour fitness. I, I eventually, um, resigned and lost, uh, all the stock options. They never went public. So, uh, and gave up, you know, everything. And because I was witnessing to employees and, uh, it, God had me there for a season. And so this renewed boldness and, but what, what happened on that day as well? And this is why um, you look at the fruit, right? And so I'm praying and I'm just crying, weeping out to God. And I start to just speak in tongues, this incredible language that and I'm worshiping and weeping and praying in tongues. And, and I get up there, I'm glorifying God. That's not the devil. How's that the devil when you're in a, when you're in deep emotional worship, the words coming alive, you're wanting to preach and God and you're praying how, and the devil's planting his tongues in your mind. I mean, give me a break. Now, some people make it up. A lot of times it's logic, not, not a, a legitimate. Sometimes people are just trying so hard, but it just, comes supernaturally as a gift from God. And if you go into Google, you know, and you put in pastor finally confesses, maybe I'll put that in the description too. Pastor confesses 18 years of silence on the tongues, on, on the gift of tongues. And the reason is I was worried about people's opinions. Um, you know, I've got friends at the, at the master seminary back then and, you know, and, and I love conservative circles. Uh, probably m- more so I would drift towards 
conservatives versus crazy charismatics, if that's what they want to label them. But I find, you know, I love both groups of people. Um, but I was embarrassed, honestly, and God was convicting me over, over the years. And so finally spoke out about it and hoped it hopes it motivates other people. So anyway, I hope that helps. I uh, wanted to just at least, uh, I think the conference is actually going to start in a couple of days and wanted to at least share my thoughts for those who are kind of caught in the middle. Hope that helps on this episode of Idleman Unplugged. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today. And join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.